Hello friend, Mike McCurry here with the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm very thankful for the opportunity to speak to you today. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles, turn to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're going to return to the scene of an incredible battle. Not a battle between massive armies, but a battle between two folks, two men, one massive, a mountain of a man, the other not so large, a youth, but a youth, the Bible tells us. 1 Samuel chapter 17, while you turn there, let me encourage you, if you're curious about the foundational ministry of Bible Tract Echoes, I have the privilege of, of course, being the radio host of this program, Bible Tract Echoes, but in addition to what I do with you on the radio here, I also have the honor of directing an 80-something-year-old ministry called Bible Tracks Incorporated, founded by Dr. Paul Levine in 1938. Now, we'll be talking about something that happened in 1941 in just a few moments, but back in 1938, God used a young man named Paul Levine to found the ministry that I now get to direct. I stand on the shoulders of giants. I stand in big shoes. I have big shoes to fill. I'm excited, though, to tell you that you can go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org. Again, that's BibleTracksInc.org, and you can order free gospel tracks for you to use. We'd encourage you to use them all day, every day. Whenever you leave the house, even from inside your house, when the mailman comes to drop off your mail, give him a gospel tract. When you open up your mail and there's one of those postage paid envelopes, stick a gospel tract in there and mail it out. If you're looking for more ideas from inside your home or outside your home, ways to use gospel tracts, let me encourage you to place an order. Maybe get a sample booklet from us. BibleTracksInc.org will send you one for free. Inside that sample booklet will be a little pamphlet. It looks like a gospel tract, but it's not quite. It's called, What is a Tract? What is a tract? And with just about every order that we ship out, we send out some of these little pamphlets. What is a tract? There's many people that order from us and they're not quite sure. They're lacking maybe just a little bit of confidence. And to help them out, we include this gospel tract with just about every order and especially with our sample booklets, BibleTracksInc.org today. Now, we're in 1 Samuel chapter 17. We talked about the Philistines gathered with their armies and a massive man named Goliath who said, choose you out a man and come and fight with me. If What did he say? If you guys win, if your champion wins, then we will be your servants. But if I win, and imagine that, this guy's massive, like nine feet tall. He says, if, we, if I win, then you, Israelites, you'll be our servants. Instead of all of us fighting, instead of thousands upon thousands dying today, let's just make it mano y mano. Let's just do one-on-one -on -one combat. Easy for Goliath to say because he was massive, right? But let's talk about that concept for a moment. I told you near the end of yesterday's broadcast that the topic, the theme, the thought for this week is this, declare war. Declare war. Now, how does that figure in? I have an illustration, a historical illustration might be a help to you. Back on December 7th, 1941, the historical folks among us, those that enjoy a little bit of history, may recall that date. Let me give you a moment to figure out what happened December 7th, 1941. Well, Pearl Harbor happened. 
Pearl Harbor. Now, what was Pearl Harbor? Well, it's a naval base in Hawaii. A little before 8 a.m. Pacific time on December 7th, the Japanese came and attacked Pearl Harbor. Now, let me pause for just a moment and say this. I have Asian ancestry and all those types of things. For those of you that are looking for a problem, please, I'm giving you a little history lesson here, okay? So no issues currently with the Japanese, all right? I'm just telling you what happened back in 1941. But 1941, Japanese, unprovoked, attacked Pearl Harbor. Almost 2,500, about 2,400 U.S. sailors and people died that day. As for an hour and 15 minutes, they bombed and destroyed about 19 naval vessels, one of which was the USS West Virginia. That vessel went down in, I say only, about 40 feet of water. With everything that was going on, those sailors that were trapped below decks, many of them died. But there were three that because of the air that was below decks there, they were trapped. And later in the day and in the subsequent days, because water transmits sound very well, there was a tapping that could be heard. Tap, 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 tap. They probably had something metallic of some kind to tap against a bulkhead, and it was ringing out through the water. They tapped, and they tapped. We have no idea how long batteries and flashlights and things may have lasted. We do know that because of a calendar on the wall, when those three men were finally recovered, that those men lasted for approximately 15 or 16 days before they succumbed to a lack of food, a lack of air. They died. Just three of 2,400. Because a nation had attacked another nation. It's easy to see pictures and depictions of war come to us through your favorite news channel, and they seem so far away. War almost seems romantic, doesn't it? It has a little bit of enchantment to it, to think about giving one's life for one's nation and all those things. War is a grisly business. My father served uh, two tours in Iraq in the aftermath of September 11th. One was a 12-month deployment. One was a 15-month deployment. I, if I recall correctly, each of them were only broken up by one two-week, call it vacation, return to normalcy, a, a redeployment back to the, the Germany where we were at the time. He came back and was with us for, I think it was two weeks, and went back for another six months or even longer. I was without a father for effectively two years of some of my formative years of my life. I don't say this out of bitterness. I don't say this out of problem. What I'm telling you, though, is that the wars of today, as crude and as rude and as uh, violent as they may be, even maybe more so than the past, though I, I would hazard a guess probably not, there were days of the past, World War II, World War I, where our boys, if you will, they went over and they didn't come home till the war was done. There was no deployment. There was no 12-month or 6-month or 15-month limiter. They went until war was done. Think of those boys so many years ago in the early 19-teens, sitting in a trench, waiting for the whistle to go over the top into machine gun fire. And yet I tell you that it's time to declare war. 
What am I talking about? Well, I'm certainly not inciting insurrection or anything of that nature. What I'm asking you to do today is this. Spiritually speaking, I'd like you to declare war. I told you yesterday that at some points this week, I may at times get just a touch blunt. Because in this matter of spiritual warfare, there will be casualties. And so often the casualties come from those that don't even realize that they are at war. We return to 1 Samuel chapter 17. The Bible tells us in verse number 3, the Philistines stood on a mountain on the one side and the Israelites and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side and there was a valley between them. But just a verse or two earlier, we find that the Philistines came on to encroached upon Israelite land, land that belonged to the tribe of Judah, and they set up shop, brought their armies, and basically declared war. Here's the first thought. And we fast forward one day from December 7th, 1941 to December 8th, 1941. The president at the time, FDR, he was faced with a decision. You say there was no decision to be made. Well, technically there was. Because the USA could have just taken the unprovoked attack of Japan on the chin and, if you will, turned the other cheek and said, we don't want any part of this. We're sorry for 2,000 sailors dying, but we're just going to let you guys do whatever you want. The land of the rising sun, you just take over the Pacific, do whatever you want. You say, that sounds ridiculous. Just as ridiculous for a child of God to look down the gun barrel of a world that has already declared war upon you and everything you love, everything that a Christian should love, and to just take it on the chin and say, I, I, I don't want to fight today. Now, pause for just a moment. Let me, let me explain for me personally, okay? I am probably in my life, a little bit more grace than truth. I'm probably a little laissez-faire. I'm probably uh, the good cop to other people's bad cop most of the time. I'm not, a, not so much a fighter as much as I am a lover, all right? I enjoy just getting along. Confrontation is not my favorite thing. But can I tell you, there will come a time and a place in every man, woman, and child's life when a decision has to be made. When your Pearl Harbor happens, you would be wise to already know what your decision is. Friend, the world has already declared war on you. The question is, what are you going to do in return? I'm not talking about the people that are walking by you on a, down at the mall. I'm not talking about the cashier at Walmart. I'm talking about the world, the flesh, and the devil. There is a war going on, but at times we need a call to arms. We need a reminder about what it means to be at war. Friend, my desire today and this week on the broadcast for just the few days that we have left is to remind you that yes, we are at war, but there is still a decision requisite by you. You must decide to declare war. Israel was at a stalemate. Goliath came out, he said his peace, and he walked back to camp. The next day, Goliath came out, everyone stood on their sides of the valley. Goliath came out, said his peace, walked back. Everybody went to bed that night. The next day, everybody came out and stood on both sides of the valley. Goliath came out, said his peace, and walked back. Friend, the world, for probably years in your life, 
has come out, said its piece, and walked back, and you've done nothing about it. My encouragement, my desire, my exhortation this week is it's time to declare war. Of course, are we going to look at the story of David in the Bible? Absolutely. Are we going to learn some lessons from him as he defeats, not to let the cat out of the bag, but David defeats Goliath? Are we going to learn some lessons from him? My prayer, my hope, my aim, my goal is yes. But friend, I'd like you to get down deep in your craw that it's time to declare war. Let me encourage you today to join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, but join us tomorrow. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.